0: Hi, this is Julie Dolan. This is Liz Dolan. This is Sheila Dolan. This is Monica Dolan. This is Leanne Dolan. And you're listening to Satellite Sisters
1: to Satellite Sisters to Go.
0: Not every conversation will change your life,
1: but any conversation, any conversation, can. Any conversation can. I'm not
0: going to write you. We
2: are the Satellite Sisters, and it's more like Satellite Sisters Cafe here today in Beverly Hills, California. <laughs> hey sisters, how are you doing? I am Liz Dolan. I'm here. We're always at the Paley Center in Beverly Hills. Normally it's Leon, Sheila, and me around a tiny little table and here Kia. in the radio studio. And our engineer <laughs> Kia. But we're around a tiny table, and Kia is in charge of the controls. But today, Monica Dolan, special guest star here with us. So we have quite a little crowd around the cafe table and everyone's got a hot cafe.
1: Yeah, the table's even tinier with me here. Wow, it's amazing. I don't know how you guys do this, but you're professionals. Yeah,
2: welcome to town. I know we're going to hear lots more about your visit, why you're here, and what you've done while you're here. It is. Uh, we have an installment for you of... Uh, what well, we're calling Jim and Edna's Excellent Adventure. Monica delivered our parents to Southern California in the past few days, and we're going to hear about the road trip aspect of that. Julie Dolan, you're in Dallas. I'm sorry you can't be here with us, but, you know, the, through the magic of ISDN lines, here you are. I know. I think I'd have to sit on
3: Monica's lap if I was there in Beverly Hills.
2: <laughs> that, so that would maybe make a long
1: show <laughs> for me. <laughs> You'd
3: have to share a mic. Uh, oh, and Julie, you also
2: missed. We had a lot of fun on Wednesday the four, your L.A.-based flight crew, went to Maria Shriver's annual women's conference in Long Beach, California. Julie, you and I have gone to that several times together in the past, right? Always
3: inspiring, blockbuster guests, so I I can't wait to hear about it. It was was better than ever. It's just
2: an unbelievable day. And even though we've had some unbelievable days there, remember, we saw Sandra Day O'Connor there together. That was cool, right? We
3: were inspired, Liz, yes. Both of us wanting to be Supreme Court justices at (laughs) earlier points in our lives it was It was really inspirational, and then one
2: year we did a live broadcast from the women 's conference and do you remember that uh, that sweet adeline 's group kept standing behind <laughs> us and singing while we were live on yes, the air?
3: Not so inspirational yes <laughs> well, they were back this year Julie.
2: you 'll be happy to know. I was thinking of you as they were entertaining us uh, in between. In between speakers. So, uh, so we have more on that coming up. Also, sh- entertaining Sheila. What movie will you be reviewing for us this I week? I
0: will be reviewing Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist. And Monica, I'm so glad you're here to hear this because it's all new music, all new bands that I've never heard of that are in this film and I think it's your kind of movie.
1: Great, because I've been wondering if I should go see it. All right, well, you'll find out today. I didn't know if it was just for teens or not. Well,
0: I went. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, but you're immature. Oh, thank you.
2: (laughs) All right, Monica, this is it. We have uh, started a, uh, a casual series called Jim and Edna's Excellent Adventure. Our parents decided to move out of the house that they were living in in Portland, Oregon, and downsize. And we're not totally sure as a family where they want to live or what the best situation is for them, but they decided to try out Southern California from now through the holidays and you delivered that. That's
1: right. I mean, they had to get to Southern California somehow. And we knew they weren't going to drive on their own. And they really had too much stuff, too much personal stuff that they wanted to bring with them uh-huh. to get on an airplane with, you know, all that extra stuff. So I agreed. Stuff, including, Leon, a large stone pig, which That's- Mom had in her
2: garden. Which she brought with her. It has a live fern in it. And you, I,
1: as far as I know, you cannot get it on an airplane with a live fern. <laughs> I mean, a pig. It's in the trunk of my it's about, garden it's about, right now. It's
3: about 180 pounds, yes, Yeah, Yes, it is. It Thanks. is a beautiful pig. It was given to her by Aunt Eleanor, it's her very twin sentiment- sister, who died a year ago. Her. So she wanted me to have it for my yes. garden. So yeah. I'm, I'm very touched. But okay. that was when I called. The first thing she said was, the pig is
1: here! <laughs> oh, good! Well, Leah, in the morning we left Portland, Oregon, in the dark. Mom was out in the backyard digging things out of the garden. <laughs> the garden stones, because she saw we had a little bit extra room. I'm just really she didn't dig up the rose bushes. Right. You know, sometimes people do that when they leave mm-hmm. the house. Yes. Take all the bulbs. Yeah, of the, they yeah. take all their camellia bushes with them. I, I don't really understand that, <laughs> although we had room for a couple of hedges in that <laughs> van. Well, that you I, had
2: room in the van but not room in the one-bedroom apartment <laughs> that they're living in. I'm not sure where they would put the hedge. Correct.
1: Well, we did a lot of planning for the road trip and we uh-huh. decided amongst the three of us, mom, dad, and I, that a minivan would suit our needs the best. It would be the most comfortable for them to travel in i know it's easy to get in and out of a minivan yes. i've seen those captain's chairs so i was very <laughs> excited about those uh plus we had a lot of stuff to take and we knew that a minivan would have a lot of cargo space so i go out to the airport the night before because we decide we're going to pack the night before so we're all set to go the next morning at six thirty. 30. very very Dolan of you time of departure I go out there, and the woman said, we have one minivan left. And you know when you rent a car and you find out what parking space the car is in and you see it for the first time, you're either excited or a little disappointed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was shocked. This was not a normal minivan. This was like a stretch, extra large (laughs) version. It was somewhere between a minivan and one of those Econo-line vans. And I just have to say... I am not good at driving big cars, super big cars. I knew I was going to have to use my side mirrors, Lynn. Yes, yes. I knew I was going to have to do that, but I just wasn't prepared to command a truck for 900 miles. But once I got used to it, oh, my gosh, Mom and Dad were just overjoyed when they saw me pull in the driveway because this thing was so enormous. And it had, everything was stowaway, this Mm stow-and-go, it said on the side of this minivan. So the rear seat folded down into... Oh, that's
2: good. Extra storage. Extra storage.
1: And you could lift up the floor of this minivan and stash stuff under there. So we had four suitcases under there. I mean, we might have been riding low. (laughs) But as Mom said, the thing was designed to take four extra bodies. So... What's six hundred stone So what's six hundred right, so pounds of cases? I have to say the trip went really well. We discussed uh, ahead of time what we were going to do for entertainment besides look out the window for nine hundred miles, and we thought we might talk to each other. Uh-huh. And I thank you for your suggestions on the audio books, but my parents. We nixed that idea. They just they didn't really want to listen to an audio book. So I made a couple. I burned some CDs of Satellite Sister shows from this summer that oh, they had not heard before, idea. and we used those periodically to kind of freshen <laughs> to things lighten up, lighten the mood, entertain. <laughs> entertain, Sheila. We heard quite a few uh, cozy couches. Oh, good. <laughs> some classic cozy couches. Some believe it or nots. Well, uh, that some makes fun. the miles
3: just be- while away. You could have played the car game, like we do, with the kids. Like, what's the coolest car? Every half an hour, you have to pick the coolest car. Oh, we could
1: have played, played the car <laughs> game. But, you know, luckily, we also had Sirius XM Radio, which is just amazing if you're on a road trip for the music stations. Commercial-free. We did like the channel that was called Moving Easy. It was like John Denver, <laughs> <laughs> Karen Carpenter. Yeah, yeah. You're you moving easy. I can uh, see Mom and Dad would really enjoy. That. Neil Diamond, I, I did have to change when Captain and Tenille came yeah. on. No. <laughs> who, who knew Captain and Tenille had so many hits? <laughs> well, apparently, move it easy. It's like the Captain and Tenille station. But it was something we could all agree on. So the first day, I mean, the drive is beautiful. Through southern Oregon, up over the Siskiyous and Mount Shasta and down into Redding. We did, the first day we did five hours then they were allowed a half hour (laughs) sit-down lunch if that's possible our goal was no fast food we didn't do any fast food bought snacks in the morning had a nice sit-down lunch which was like the fastest dang lunch we've ever had in our lives but got us back in the car another five hours we made it to sacramento perfect six o'clock embassy suites the manager's Reception or whatever they call (laughs) that—the free cheap white wine, the free the free cheap white wine, right, and the uh, mini goldfish or whatever that they give out. And then the next day, we got up early. I think Liz, we checked in with you the first day, Mm -hmm. so it was yes. When
2: you got to Sacramento, you let me know that everyone was safely stowed (laughs) in their room.
1: (laughs) Stow and go, Liz. That was our motto. Mom was so shocked that I actually went seventy-five miles per hour in the passing lane.
0: Well, you the did? speed
1: limit was 70. And yes, on occasion, as I say. yes, On occasion, and I did have to pass other cars. Right. In mean, the driving, I could have gone for another five days. I mean, I loved it. I mean, I loved that big van. Putting the
3: go
2: in the stone <laughs> go. I mean, I
1: mean, the worst 20 minutes of the trip and possibly the worst 20 minutes of my life were was driving that thing on the four hundred five freeway, in Los Angeles. Yeah. Welcome I knew, to California. I know. I, I knew. Just I, returning the car to LAX was heroic. Right. I knew I'd sweat through my shirt on that one. But you know, we <laughs> not a nick, not a dent on either mom and dad or the minivan. <laughs> Way to go, Monica. <laughs> so it was. It was really fun. We had a great time. Right. So I got the call. Uh,
2: that you were, you thought you'd be arriving about one in the afternoon. So I went down. Lee and I had gone into mom and dad's apartment the day before. Lee and you had done the massive <laughs> shopping. Right. So all the dry goods were stowed already <laughs> so in the no. kitchen area. Liz,
1: I can't tell you. I mean, when we saw the ocean. You know, we drove straight to Santa Monica, straight to Ocean Boulevard. Yeah. And we had come all that way in two days. We saw the ocean. We started cheering. <laughs> <at them. laughs> beautiful sight. Uh-uh. Yeah. So Monica thought they would be arriving
2: at about 1 o'clock. So I went down to the apartment about noon with the fresh fruits and vegetables, which we had not wanted to buy the day before, and a few other little, you know, snacks and things. So there would be food to serve the moment they arrived. But then, uh, then I got the call that you were running a little bit late. And so I thought, well, you know, we had rented this temporary apartment for them, but I hadn't really tested out the bed. So I went in and took a nap on their bed. <laughs> <laughs>
0: did you, you really? Know. Liz did. sent me an email the night before. Hey, Mom and Dad's apartment is empty. You want to come over and have a party? I was like, Liz, no! <laughs>
2: well, it was. it's this really nice place, a temporary rental that overlooks the Pacific
0: Ocean. It's, it's got a shag rug, too. It's <laughs> shagglicious. <laughs> it Flat is. screens everywhere. Yeah.
2: So, okay, so that's gonna be the issue. But anyway, you guys rolled right in and there you were and we unloaded and they're very happy to be here in Southern California. I think it's gonna be a very nice little experiment.
1: And the weather has been absolutely spectacular.
2: And yeah. I, I did know And that's the other- what they came for. Right. They right. came like- they
1: came to walk outside and Beautiful sunshine every day in December and January, and that's what they're going to get.
3: Right, because it was 50 and raining in Portland, I noted, and it was like 100 here in Cal. I mean, it was, it was yeah, 100. But I'm sure they enjoyed that heat they and the care. sunshine. That's they right. loved it. They mm-hmm. enjoyed it very much. So
2: it's an experiment, it's an ongoing thing. We will have more installments. Uh, the uh, the welcoming committee. Well, Sheila, you came down the next day, right? Yes, I did. So, uh, and we
0: had um, I brought the welcoming package to Santa Monica, I which I thought it was like
1: a welcome wagon. Well, Sheila. it was a
0: shopping bag. I had done some decoration, and Liz <laughs> had collected all sorts of maps and and uh, brochures from local sites in Santa Monica. And then I went around and collected all the swimming schedules for Mom, right. highlighted them, got so them So she all can do together. her aqua
3: aerobics, right? I also
0: donated one of my sun hats to Mom <laughs> and some uh, Faces Only copper tone 30 that I uh, <laughs> thought she might need for her aqua aerobics class. I gave that to Dad because there was nothing in your bag for Dad.
2: So. Oh, okay. Goodness. <laughs> anyway, we're good. going to, our installment on Monday is going to be more about that. That's where, where we're going to tell you, like what we as a family are trying to do to make them feel comfortable here, what some of our challenges are. We're experimenting for the first time with car-free living. You know, that was a big deal to get them to agree to that. I know many of you have gone through that with your older parents. If you've had that conversation with your parents, we would love to hear from you about how you did that. How is that <laughs> working? Because we have the feeling that's going to be kind of an ongoing issue. So send us an email at SatelliteSisters.com or we'll have blog posts about this. So on Monday. Show- we're going to talk a little bit more about the resettlement process. <laughs> now, that, now that the road trip is successfully completed, now we're into creating a life here in Santa Monica. And we're going to see how that goes,
3: right? Mm-hmm. And coming up later on in the show, uh, Entertaining Sheila is going to be here with Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist. But first, we're going to tell you about the women's conference we went to this week. An unbelievable lineup of speakers, everybody from Warren Buffett, to, uh, uh, so you can say it, Bono, Bono, Christiane Amanpour, Secretary of State Condoleezza Rice, Jennifer Lopez. It was unbelievable. So stay with us. Yay, it's time finally Woo! to announce the costumes for the Satellite Sisters Spookalicious Costume Challenge. Our next intra-sister challenge. I'm you... so excited, Liz! We have to be
2: spookalicious. That's
3: the goal. You got it, Liz. You got it. All right, our friends at makinglifebetter.com have some great ideas for Halloween costumes for grown-ups at their site, all uh-huh. right? So even if you're just dressing up to go to your own Halloween costume party, if you're uh-huh. not having an intra-sister competition at your house, you're going to want to check out makinglifebetter.com for these great costume ideas. But we, as the Satellite Sisters, are undertaking another intra-sister competition, mm-hmm. and we are relying on you. You have to go look at makinglifebetter.com. You have to check out the three costumes, and you have to vote. So what are
2: the three costumes?
3: Liz, I can't believe you haven't looked, because (laughs) I'm telling you, I don't think of you as a dresser-upper, and you're going to have to get working on these right away. (laughs) All right. Liz, Southern Belle.
0: Okay. Southern So Belle. get out your hoop skirt, Liz.
3: <laughs> the word crinoline is used in the costume description, Wow, Sheila. Southern Belle is a choice? Yes, it is. The next choice, flapper girl. Oh. Okay. Flapper oh, like
0: girl, I like
2: okay. that one. I, I actually know how to do the Charleston.
3: Yeah. <laughs> do you remember that flapper dress mom had like mm-hmm. years ago in our costume box? We had that flapper dress. Yeah. That, I wish I had. But, uh, you know, it's, what's the other costume, Leanne? The other costume is the classic witch. Ooh. Oh. Okay, the witch
1: costume. I've always wanted to be a witch. Now, don't (laughs) say anything, (laughs) Sheila. Don't say it. (laughs) I'm not saying anything. I've always wanted to dress up as a witch. All right. I'll put it that way. So
3: here are the rules of the challenge for us. Listeners are going to vote. Right. We are going to pick the one costume that gets the most votes. Okay. okay? Uh And then we are allowed, within that costume category to create our own interpretation. I love that. So our goal is not to imitate the picture. Right, We don't have to exactly replicate the winning picture. So if it is, for instance, Flapper, we can all do our own take on the Flapper Girl. Southern Belle, we could all do our own take. If we had any southern (laughs) bellbone in our body, which I don't think the Satellite Sisters do. And then the witch costume, well, I believe we've all been witches at certain (laughs) points in our lives. It would be easy for us to come up with our own interpretation. But here's the super exciting part. Not only do you get to vote at SatelliteSisters.com, you could be the judge. Oh, yeah! This is so exciting. Let me say that again. You could be the judge of the Satellite Sisters Spookalicious Costume Challenge brought to you by MakingLifeBetter.com. Here's what you do. Again, you have to look at the costumes. You have to vote. And then you have to tell us in your email, you have to tell us why you would be a good judge. As in, what have you judged before? What are your judging qualifications? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're going to take a look at all the votes. Those will count for what costume we make. But then we are looking for a special guest judge, and it could be. Be you. Oh, my goodness, that's but, exciting. So go to satellitesisters.com. You'll find the link to makinglifebetter.com, the page where the costumes are. Take a look. Think hard, vote, and then tell us why you could be the judge. We'll announce the winner of the voting next week, and then we're going to take some extra time to take a look at the judging entries because that's serious. We know
0: how hard it is. I was a judge. It's extremely difficult.
3: Yes, it is. Sheila, you're right. You have been a judge. Don't take it lightly, people. So we want to hear what are your qualifications. Give us a contact number, but make sure you vote, too. That's the Satellite Sisters Spookalicious Costume Challenge.
0: Okay,
2: Kia, our engineer, Kieran A, is now laughing at the four sisters that are here in Beverly Hills, California, in the studio. What, is that lame dancing, Kia? That's what you were witnessing there? We were trying to rock out a little bit to the music, and she's not buying it. Anyway, here we are. We're the Satellite Sisters. I'm in California. Sheila is here, as always. Leanne is here, as always. And Monica is here as a special guest. Julie, you're in Dallas, Texas. I'm sorry to tell you, but you missed a big, big Day here on Wednesday because we went to Maria Shriver's annual women's conference in Long Beach, California.
3: I can't wait to hear about it.
2: Well, it was just you and I have been in the past exactly. a couple of years. We did the show live from there. Remember one year I went and I interviewed Martha Stewart
3: at the conference. <laughs> right. do remember. Yes, that? you did, Liz. I mean, yep. We've talked to better all... you than me, Liz. Yeah, yeah,
2: we've talked to all kinds of people there over the years. Now the women's conference is an interesting thing. It's been going on. What did Maria say? Twenty-three years? So, or yeah, something? twenty-six. Maybe a long it, time. It's the First Lady of California hosts an annual conference whose original purpose was to encourage female entrepreneurs, women who were starting small businesses. But over the years, it's morphed into kind of a female empowerment thing. And then once Maria Shriver became the First Lady of California, well, when you say it's just the biggest BAFO like entertainment show ever, live, like stages here, stages there, it's crazy what went on it, there. It
3: is 12 full hours of like the best speakers you'd ever want to see in your life. There are so many speakers and panels and events going on. You literally can't see them all. You have to decide... Oh, who am I going to go see? Gloria Steinem or Sarah Jessica Parker or Michael J. Fox? They were yeah. all speaking simultaneously, and you have to make that decision. Tough, tough choices Ooh. we were making.
2: So this was Wednesday, and it's at a big convention center in Long Beach, California. It's the largest conference for women in the United States, 14,000 attendees, including us. We would like to thank Dove.
1: We were there thank as you, guests
2: of Dove. They just called us up and asked us if we wanted tickets, which was
1: really, <laughs> really, really yeah. nice They were one of the major Sponsors of the event. Yes.
2: yes. And because they were one of the major sponsors, not only did we have tickets, we had really, really good tickets, which <laughs> is why some of the sister spotters, Julie, I know you were watching part of it on the webcast, uh, right? first of
3: all, it's a fantastic webcast that if you have not seen it and want to see it, you can go to californiawomen.org and you can watch the whole conference. But Liz, Yesterday during the conference on our blog, several of our sister spotters actually spotted you guys in the audience. Yes, that just brings sister spotting to a whole new level. Don't I you know see that? that's
0: so
1: great. Maybe it was my pop of color. I learned that in one of the afternoon workshops.
3: No, it was Monica. They
1: saw. Uh, oh, I'm sure they caught me crying because yeah. there were some extremely moving, inspirational, beautiful. Yeah. speeches we heard yesterday. I felt
3: like when I got home last night, I wanted to do either two things. I wanted to change the world or crawl up in a
1: ball in a fetal <laughs> position
3: because I thought I'm either really inspired or I should just Spent. throw in the towel. You know? <laughs> some days I can't even groom. So I'm not sure if I the message was getting through, but it was just exhausting. <laughs> Alright, you know?
2: we're going to work through some of the highlights for us. We'll go around the horn. There were big sessions and then there were breakouts. So the, yeah. in the morning, big sessions. Uh, They had what they called a a once-in-a-lifetime conversation, which was Governor Arnold Schwarzenegger, who, as you know, is related to the First Lady of California. So Arnold was there with Warren Buffett, they call him the sage of Omaha, smartest investor the world has ever seen.
3: Man of the hour, right now.
2: Yeah, no kidding. And he was great, Julie. And he was. <laughs> I
1: encouraged Sheila to take notes during that <laughs> segment. And I, and like, I did not. Get, and I, get, I was like, get your pen, Sheila. Warren might say something to you that might be useful. <laughs> and that
2: was all moderated by Chris Matthews, who was doing his best not to be his hardball self. But, you know, anyway, these guys were great. I thought Warren Buffett, he's unbelievably charming and funny. Oh, he is. He is. He's, yep. Adorable. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> he's adorable. Yeah. He's <laughs> adorable.
0: No, he's married she I know that. No, I don't mean it like that. He just seems like a really sweet man. Very charming. For very being warm. one of the world's richest men. Right.
2: Yeah. He's really good at explaining complex things. Like one of the things I wrote down, he said his number one rule of investing is invest in a company whose business is so good that an idiot can run it. Because sooner or later, one will. <laughs> <laughs> so that got a laugh. And he said, and that's true of countries, too. And that, that, got an even, <laughs> that got an even bigger laugh. But then because he knew he was speaking to an audience of women... Uh, he, he was talking about his hope for the future, like the United States economy and the, the United States role in the world and why he was so bullish and he's always so confident about the, what he calls the greatness of America. And he said what gives him so much hope for the future of America is that we have only just begun to unleash the potential of women. Mm-hmm. And he did, Julie, a really kind of lengthy right. explanation. Mm-hmm. Like for our first 200 years, we did really well. But when you look at it, we were kind of working with one arm tied behind our back. We were not really unleashing the potential of 50% of the population at least. You just now, he
3: sees this as women as a real engine. So I thought that was great. That's inspiring. And, it was, and Governor Schwarzenegger also said he'd like to see 50% of the California legislature be women because he thought that would be different too. That would get different programs moved up to the top of the list, and that would be a good thing for California. And he was also... Very charming. Yes. Just our, our, like they say. Yeah, he was. Yeah, and handsome. <laughs> I mean, I, I know he's a movie star. star, but I've never seen him in Oh, person. incredibly handsome. Yeah, he's really handsome.
2: Yeah, so that was really fun. And then they were followed up
3: by the total powerhouse. Can I, I say one thing, though? I yeah. think Chris Matthews did not do a good job on that. And I, I'm just going to say it. I think it was, you know, because you have Warren Buffett, okay? Let's talk a little bit more about the economy. There was a little bit of pandering to the women in the audience, yeah. and that kind of bummed me out. Yeah. And you said to me yesterday, Liz, you think he's trying to make... Up for the mean things he said about Hillary Clinton.
2: That's what I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because I think that's uh, he, why he was he, pandering so he, he, hard. He did yeah.
1: talk a lot about his, uh, he has a very bright wife, very accomplished yeah. wife, Chris Matthews, and his wife and his daughter, and how much he loves women. Yeah. yeah. I would have liked to hear a little bit more from right. the sage of Omaha. Right. Yeah. And the Warren Oracle. Buffett actually <laughs>
2: kind of called him on it at one point because he was, he went off on this whole thing about how his mother had always controlled the family and she was the brains behind the operation. And it was just more pandering, more right. of the I love women thing. And Warren Buffett turned to him he, so he was saying like 50 years ago women had the power I believe they've always had the power and Warren Buffett turned to Chris Matthews yeah. and said okay so tell me Chris would you rather have been born a woman
3: and Ugh. and people Julie, he had
2: no answer to oh that. yeah the look on Chris <laughs> Matthews
3: face it was a great moment yeah like give me a break okay yeah. <laughs> so you,
2: so your mom paid the bills at home are you actually telling me you think you would have been better off born a woman 50 years ago and, and it was, I thought it was really good, just to kind of call him on his
3: thing, right? Anyway. And then when he didn't answer it, five minutes later, Governor Schwarzenegger said, "Chris, you haven't answered that question." <laughs> <laughs> so it was, it was good. I thought it was fascinating, but I wish, I wish that you know, at yeah. one point he was asking uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger about Title Nine. Yeah. So, you know, whatever. Yeah. yeah, we love Title 9 yeah. Don't get me wrong, but, yeah. you know. We okay, don't... your
2: daughter plays soccer, yeah, right? Good. good. Let's. Uh,
3: can we talk about taxes a sec? <laughs> anyway.
0: Liz and Leanne were really following along. <laughs> I, <don't know. laughs> I told you. We were in the front row. Yes. <laughs> That's why we're in the row. I was pandering to the camera. I
2: don't know. <laughs> well, but then, okay, they were followed, <laughs> Sheila, by one of your favorites, a woman who has been a frequent guest on Satellite Sisters, Christian Amanpour of oh, CNN. She is her jacket. impressive. I have
3: to get one of those jackets. <laughs> I saw her on the webcast, and I said, I am never going to be taken seriously as an international news correspondent until I get one of those. One That's of those safari jackets.
0: Leanne's wearing one jacket. today. I am, uh, in honor of Christian. <laughs> as Christian would say, look, they're comfortable. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> she has <does> do that. <laughs> so she was great, and she really
2: let it rip. She did. Much mm. more than normal, much more than she she ever would on CNN, uh, just about how much we need international news, but also how much the world needs the United States of America to be engaged at a high level with all of these complex issues. That was something that came up quite a bit, I thought, throughout the whole conference. It was like almost anyone from another country just wanted to encourage the United States electorate to think about the important role we play all over the world.
3: It's and when you say anyone from another country, you mean Bono, the Irish rock yes. star. We're going to get to him. But let's just – it wasn't just anyone yes, from right. another country. Let's just be clear.
2: But one thing Chris John said, and maybe this is Sheila where you, when you cheered her. She, she said she's worried about the lowering standards in journalism. And she said that we are in the grips of the idiocy of the gifted amateur.
0: Wow. wow. <laughs> so, yeah, yep,
1: that's when I, that did, you I did too? blurt
0: out something, didn't I, Monica? You were sitting next to me.
1: Yeah, I don't want to say it. She didn't exactly call her Christiane. Yeah. Sheila called her Christina. <laughs> like, way to go, Julie, <laughs> Christina. Julie, I was overwhelmed in the moment. So. So, Julie, you would have been so inspired if you heard her speech. Uh, yeah, I did. On, I watched the webcast. She was just on fire. She was. And talking about her love for journalism. Right. And, the upcoming election. I mean when she walked by our table later on, Leon stood up and started cheering. I went, Way to go,
3: Christian and she turned and acknowledged me. Yeah. Again, we're in the front row. Yeah. And she's walking by on her way to lunch with Billy Jean King. I yes. mean, that was just an incredible That's moment. That's a moment. We, we tried
2: to get a picture, but we were not <laughs> yeah. fast enough. But I it. did
3: stand up and cheer. But at one point, she was saying she felt so depressed by the level of journalism now that she, she thought about quitting. And she said, huh. if the storytellers quit, the bad guys will win, mm-hmm. yeah. which was a great line.
2: Mm-hmm. She also said that she, this Christmas, Julie, she is taking her son, who is eight and a half. She has a son named Darius. They're going to Kenya for uh christmas to visit some she did that whole documentary that was so great about aids orphans yeah Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. she's so showing her son around some of the homes and schools that she visited then and she said she's doing this because she wants to teach her son darius that it's about justice not just us
0: which I thought, Again, profound. you go home very and profound. you feel very small yeah. after that.
3: <laughs> you know, you just... You're supposed to feel inspired. I know. I, know. I did put on a flak jacket. I'm <laughs> <laughs> Just saying.
0: <laughs> All
2: right. But then lunchtime, the star... Well, the, I can't even say the star. Here's well, we
3: didn't even mention Jennifer Lopez. I know oh, we're yeah, going to talk came about, about her. Right. Oh. She started off the day, and she is so sweet and loving she was warm. She
0: stunning in a way. Not just beautiful, warm, intelligent thoughtful, real, loved her. I'm glad
3: to hear that. Yeah, we got a chance to see a lot more of her later at the Special Dove Self-Esteem Workshop. We're going to tell you all about that on Monday. But we'll talk more about Jennifer Lopez. But she kicked off the day. Yeah. Some incredible. Yeah. Okay,
2: so then lunchtime. Then you go off
1: and you do various things. You come back. I did appreciate the fact that Julie and the... Uh, Long Beach Convention Center. Because there were fourteen thousand women there, they turned all of the men's rooms into women's rooms. That Ex- is justice, Monica. <laughs> Except for one. So the for, the for poor Chris guys. So yeah. <laughs> so yeah, good. good. Now, now you know what them. it feels like to have to wait in line, buddy. But uh, it's like there were about fifteen men there, so they got one men's room. The whole th- the whole place was it was just ladies' rooms everywhere you turned. I appreciated that.
2: Okay, so the lunchtime session, the first keynote speaker was our our own first lady, Maria Shriver. And man oh man, do I love Maria Shriver. Yeah. She has become just an incredible force in the state of California. Yes. She's an incredible incredible voice for women. I think she's really grown into it. Julie, you will appreciate this. But she was talking you know how she always talks about how she never wanted to be first lady? Exactly. So what she said Wednesday is I still don't like the title, but I love the job. And she just gave this, again, go to the website, watch her speech, just about what she's been through this year emotionally, trying to conquer her fears of various things. And she talked about speaking at Tim Russert's memorial service. Mm -hmm. She talked about when she got the call that her Uncle Teddy had a malignant brain tumor. It was an
1: unbelievably personal speech.
3: I was shocked at the the level of... uh, intimacy in that speech i really was her mother
1: has been very ill all year and pretty much in and out of the hospital so maria talked about how the two of them had grown closer this year she opened her heart just was it was very moving it it really
2: was all right so then because that's oh everyone's crying here now (laughs) yeah all right then um because that's not good enough. The real, the once in a lifetime conversation, the lunch lunchtime session. Okay, can we
3: just say one thing though? She told a fascinating story about her decision to um, endorse Barack Obama. Yeah, which yes. was a great behind the scenes detail because uh, she said she was too afraid to do it to come out publicly. Because she knew she was going to disappoint a lot of people. She hadn't cleared it with the governor's office. Her husband had just endorsed John McCain. You know, she knew Michelle Obama, Oprah, and Caroline Kennedy were going to be appearing at UCLA. They said, come, join us. She's like, I can't do it. I can't do it. And she was sitting in Palm Springs that morning about two hours from L.A. And her daughter's like, Mom, what are you so afraid of? Why don't you just go? If that's who you really want to endorse, go. So she got in the car and she drove to UCLA and she just showed up backstage and she thought, well, I'll just kind of slide on and, you know, I'll introduce the big three, Caroline and uh, Oprah and Michelle. And, and Julia, Oprah was like, no, no, you're the story now. You're the story. <laughs> and she's like, but I, I don't have any hair and makeup. What am I doing? <laughs> it was just a really great story. So the three of them went out first and then they in, and then they introduced her and she said, I didn't know how people were going to respond. I, you know, have... Obviously campaigned for my husband, for Republicans for a couple of years. That's been a big deal. You know, that I wasn't supporting Hillary was a big deal. And so she said that was a huge turning point for her this year. Mm -hmm. But then when she showed up at Tim Russell's funeral, she said she saw the Clinton and she said, oh, they're going to be really mad at me. (laughs) (laughs) They're going to be really mad at me. It's so personal that you don't expect people of that level and of that sort of fame and stature to really have sort of the same – challenges is that we all do right
2: yeah she said she just felt sick like what did she have to say to these people when they were hearing from Tom Brokaw and all of these incredibly well-spoken people so that was great and so as if that was not enough then uh we had a conversation that was Secretary of State Condoleezza Rice. Okay, this is Condoleezza Rice and Indra Nui, who is the mm-hmm. chairman and CEO of PepsiCo. So she's the Fortune Most Fortune Magazine's most powerful woman in business in the world. So they were the two of them together being interviewed by Campbell Brown. And again, that alone
1: would have been a fascinating day. <laughs> right. Just those two women being interviewed by Campbell Brown. And very candid and personal. I mean, you learned a lot about Condoleezza Rice growing up and wanting to be a cond- Concert pianist, but she, you know, wasn't going to make it, and she feared that she was going to end up like as a pianist in Nordstrom in the lobby, and <laughs> yeah, you know, changing her major. I thought we got to see a real personal side yeah. of her, right? And I
0: think what a lot of these people who had succeeded in so many different walks of life said—they all said their parents. Uh-huh. They wanted to honor their parents for supporting them, working three jobs turning over everything, giving up everything so that their children could follow their dreams. That was a big theme yesterday. Yes, it was. Yes.
3: Over and over again. I I was surprised at how funny Condoleezza Rice was. Very Mm -hmm. warm, and she said she had the best job in the world. She absolutely loved being Secretary of State. Campbell Brown asked her if she was going to run for president, and no. It didn't sound like that, but she clearly outlined what her plans were for the next, next chapter of her life to write a couple books to go back to Stanford, but clearly her number one uh, priority is education in America. She feels like uh, the difference between the education that kids are getting here and versus abroad is going to be the difference in national security right and, particularly
2: in math and science right
3: she said the fact that we 're falling
2: down so much in educating our children in math and science it 's going to be a real national security
3: problem in the future right if we're not if we 're not creating scientists and engineers then we 're not going to be able to keep up and that we 're going to be we can 't be a, a first rate country with second rate education, and she made it clear it was for all kids and she talked about. Mm you know, growing up in segregated schools in Alabama and what that was like for her. Yeah. She said the first time she was ever in a
2: class with a white kid was when she was in the 10th grade and they moved to Denver.
3: Liz and Leanne here, and we are so grateful to have Osea, Support Satellite Sisters. Why? Because it's just a great product. Holy cow, do we, we love Osea's skin and body care. And you know what? This Mother's Day, Sign up today at ButcherBox.com slash SISTERS and use code SISTERS to choose your free-for-year offer, plus get $20 off your first order. Thanks, ButcherBox. Isn't Alabama. that amazing? It's mm-hmm. unbelievable. Yep, yep. And And she said, Julie, she sort of stumbled. After she decided not to major in music, she kind of... Looked, cast a wide net and took all these classes thinking she would find what she loved. And she walked into a class taught by Madeleine Albright's dad at the University of Denver on, like, Russian political science. And she said she fell in love from day one. And she said, so don't ever discount, don't let anyone ever tell you what you can't study because I was just a black girl from Alabama. Why would I be fascinated by Russia and political science, a place I had never been to or never really thought about? She was great. Yeah. So
2: check that out online. We have lots more to talk about. One funny story that Indra Nui told, and she's probably the least well known of a lot of these women, but she is she's the most powerful woman she's in awesome. business. She told the story, Julie, of being at Yale, obviously at business school at Yale, and interviewing for jobs, and she was so poor she had nothing to wear. So she bought this really bad like which did she she went to, Kmart. <laughs> she went to Kmart. She bought a bad Kmart <laughs> pantsuit. Ill fitting. And everyone like laughed at her when she she walked into her first set of job interviews, so she went home and she changed into the only nice clothing she had, which was a sari. And she did all of her job interviews wearing a sari. All That's right. amazing. That's incredible. Uh, now she's the
3: most powerful woman mm. in business in the world. Yeah, she said fifty Yale grads, uh, you know, interviewed for this one job at a blue chip company, and she was the one that got the offer in the sari. <laughs> And she, she, was, she was really fascinating. I mean, I've read a lot about her, but to see her in person, Julie, we happened to be sitting next to the PepsiCo table filled mm-hmm. with women. So her whole team and was back there. And they loved her. Yeah, oh, they, they were cheering every time her name came up. They, they clearly had found somebody they could really look up to in business. And, you know, that was important, although both Condoleezza Rice and uh, Indra Nui said, chances are your mentor is not going to be a woman. Yeah. So it, it's probably going to be a man. So just accept that. Accept that your mentor could be any color, any gender, you know, maybe not even in your field. But that if you're really looking for someone, it does not have to be a woman. Okay. So at this point, we're already exhausted. Right. And it's only 2 o'clock in the afternoon.
2: <laughs> yeah. We have so much more to talk to you about. And, of course, we were just holding our breath in the late <laughs> afternoon for the big, the headliner oh. for the evening session
3: was Bono. I can't wait, right. wait Leanne, to hear your report so I know that's why a, you win
2: we're uh. gonna take a quick break and come back and get the full bono breakdown all
3: right but we're the satellite sisters stay with us we'll have links to uh to the conference website at satellitesisters.com. so you can go find that so you can watch this webcast because I we're know. in them <laughs>
1: you know. Yes, it's the little things, yes, it's the little things that do us harm. I'm not a stranger, ain't a mystery. Hey, this is Monica. This week's Listen Up
2: we are the satellite sisters we're back we're telling you all about the California women's conference that Sheila leah Monica and I attended on Wednesday and Julie I know you watched the webcast
3: which I know californiawomen.org you can go there today and you can you can attend the California women's conference and see all these great speeches and you won't and get it's the a really lunch. Good, <laughs> but, well you don't get the. you can make your own Monica. but it's like watching a high quality television show too I mean they the webcasts are excellent
2: Excellent. Oh, no. my gosh, you they had a million the the cameras. Production. Yes. Yes. Yep. It was. production
3: value very high. <laughs> All
2: right, we're going to talk a little bit about it, the breakouts that we went to. First, one little career tidbit that I wrote down because I was so impressed. They had a lot of women from the companies that were the sponsors introducing the various speakers. And There was a woman who came out, Larie Renda is her name. She's an executive vice president and chief strategist at Safeway.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Safeway.
2: They they which Safeway. is a great company. Do you know, Julie, Larie started at Safeway as a bagger when she was 16 years old. In Des Moines, Iowa. And, and she's now I executive know. vice president. I
0: love that.
2: <laughs> hey, well, that was really fun. Anyway, so after lunch, we all went off to various breakouts. Monica, you went to a good one.
1: I did. I went to a session that was called Men We Love Who Have a Voice. And I think they do it every year. They like to feature philanthropists, three or four men. And Julie, the panel was it was unbelievable. Michael J. Fox, I love him. Uh, Russell Simmons, who founded Def Jam Records, mm-hmm. and just for a little eye candy, Laird Hamilton, the surfer, All right? right. Whoa, who has a who, who who runs a uh, foundation on autism. So he had to leave early. That's okay. We got to see him walk on the stage and <laughs> was walk on the stage. Was the surf was <laughs> up. Surfs or what? up. Yeah. Surf's up. It's I guess Long beach man. he's hit the beach. Yeah, he had to go to the beach, but. Michael J. Fox and Russell Simmons, those two men, there was so much, like, love in the room for those two men. They are just so inspirational. I mean, Russell Simmons is a very spiritual guy.
2: Right. Uh You know,
1: I mean, he's the father of, like, hip-hop music and started Def Jam, and he has all these foundations, and he helps uh, schools and kids, but he's also... Uh, A deep guy, very spiritual. And Michael J. Fox is just an amazing person. How did he see uh, uh, Michael J. Fox? uh, Very ill. Oh. Uh, very uh, difficult time uh, sitting in the chair. A lot of symptoms, a lot of tremors from his Parkinson's. He said, Deborah Norville introduced them. She was the moderator. And he said, when he came out, he said, You know, I'm kind of waiting for my medication to kick in. So maybe you could talk to those other two guys first. Uh, he just, <laughs> you know. All with
0: the sense of humor. All with the yeah. sense
1: of humor. He's a wise man. I mean, yes. he had some really. Poignant, meaningful things to say. And, I mean, he spends all of his time on the Parkinson's Foundation and, you know, getting money for stem cell research, which is something sort of separate that he does. It was just a wonderful, like, warm, inspirational talk from men we love. Mm Mm-hmm.
2: That's a good one. I went to one that was called Life's Biggest Hurdles, How to Overcome the Unimaginable. And this was the moderator was Lynn Scherr, who's been a guest on Satellite Sisters in the past. But her speakers, uh, Jenny McCarthy, was there talking about her battle with her son and autism. David Sheff was there, and he's written that amazing book called Beautiful Boy, Mm -hmm. A Father's Journey Through His Son's Addiction. You've probably seen him on television. It's just amazing. And the killer on this panel Mary Tillman, the mother of Pat Tillman, who was killed in Afghanistan. And what she's done, what she's tried to do to get the truth about Pat's death out of the Pentagon. It's just, it's unbelievable when you see a mother that committed to just finding out what really happened. and she, It was very poignant. She said, I come from a family with a lot of military. My father, my uncles, I had such great respect for these people, which is why when they told me what happened, I believed them. Mm-hmm. So to find out months later that everyone who talked to me for months had been lying to me about how Pat died, and they, at the very highest levels they had been covering up things about Pat's death. She said, I can't tell you how hard it is for me to that these people I trusted so much had been lying the whole time. Anyway, that was an amazing session. And I, as in many other, there are lots of tears in these sessions. Right. It's really right. an emotional roller coaster. But you just come away loving
0: the power of these people. And then, Sheila, what did you do? I didn't have any tears or poignancy. I just went to, we all want to look our best, Julie. <laughs>
3: To, is, I can count on you to bring the superficial. How yes. to step
0: forward with confidence with Rita Wilson. It was lovely. Uh, three of the top stylists, makeup, hair, and uh, clothes were there. And uh, just three takeaways. Number one, eyebrows are the shoulders of the face. <laughs> oh. 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 Somebody said that? I'm sorry. Another, I said, another said takeaway. Shoes are a woman's pedestal. Mm. <laughs> oh. And finally, what the three stylists begged us to do each morning, take a few minutes in the mirror and magnify your greatness. (laughs) That's it. And I wrote it all in my Lean Cuisine takeaway, which was in the tote bag. That's where I took my notes, my mini mini notebook. So there you go. That was my afternoon workshop. Oh,
3: my goodness. Okay. And then, Julie, we had strategized because they kept, you know, we had to get the good seats for Bono. Mm-hmm. Now, we had good tickets, but we did not have guaranteed front row seats this time. So everyone, we just decided after the break, guys, just run. <laughs> just run back. Get first in line. Liz, we could count on her. She snuck right in. We got fantastic seats for Bono. I, I, what were we, 25 feet away? Yeah.
0: I mean, N- yeah.
3: Not how even. great was it for you, Leanne?
0: I, I can't even tell you how great it was. Leanne, I, I know you've been talking about him for years. I so agree with everything you've ever said about him. I, I just Well, first really of all, Leanne, you
1: bought a one T-shirt. Yes. That, <laughs> that's his foundation. Yes. One, and that's what he was there you, to speak You about. were wearing that? So I Leanne, changed into it, yeah. Leanne... <laughs> Leanne <laughs> Liam bought a one T-shirt in the uh, in the lobby, and then she changed into it just That's in case good, Bono was going to pick there was her some eye contact. to come up on stage. I was
3: pretty something. sure I was going to have my dancing in the dark moment, but that <laughs> did not happen. But he came out. I mean, first we had like more awards. Okay, yeah. we're like skipping through Billie Jean King, who brought the house to tears. Right, all these other women. Gloria Steinem, yeah, yeah. Uh, Gloria Steinem, still feisty and rocking it in her seventies. She looked great. Yeah, and so and then Bono comes out. And first of all, ladies, he, he was he, looking good. He looks the yeah. best he's ever looked. I mean, it's about, yes, he's aging extremely well. Right, he had the short hair, Julie, like the rock star glasses. He had like minimal rock star glasses, just a black shirt on. I mean, I don't want to dwell on how good he looks, <laughs> but he looked really good. He's okay. small but good looking. And we we were very close to him. Yeah, that's why. And he—the only singing he did, Julie, he did serenade Maria Shriver. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So sorry about that. Maria. I know. Uh, maybe you yeah. next year. May, maybe next year. Who knows? If only there was a song named Leah. It's so hard to sing, Liam. But he was just so funny, Julie, and so smart, and so well
1: prepared,
3: and was off the cuff and charming. Did a whole bit on the Irish, and then the candidate. I, I like when when
1: he said, "Don't tell the other members of the band that I'm here solo," because the reason we they started you two was to try to get in front of fourteen thousand women. <laughs> <laughs> he said, and I'm the one who's here today alone.
3: Visit FrameBridge.com or see a local FrameBridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything, like a Bruce Springsteen set list. That's FrameBridge.com. Thanks, FrameBridge. Hey, it's Liz and Leanne here, and we want to thank Pros for supporting this episode of Satellite Sisters. Now, you know, Liz, I've been out and about with my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical. Mm -hmm. The book is getting rave reviews. I'm very happy. But you know what else is getting rave reviews? It's personalization, Liz. For yeah. millions of possible formulas, only one is uniquely Lian's. Okay. And I'm I'm using it. Pros mm-hmm. isn't just better for you, it's also better for the planet, Liz. They're a certified B Corp, cruelty-free, and the first and only carbon neutral custom beauty brand. So you get your free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash sisters. And prose is spelled P-R-O-S-E, Pros.com slash sisters. Thanks, prose. He talked a lot about all the members of uh, the Shriver family because he co-founded one and read with Bobby Shriver, Maria's sister, and he worked with, you know, Eunice Shriver and Sergeant Shriver used to write his speeches initially when he went to Washington. He said, when you go to Washington and you have a Kennedy on one side and a Schwarzenegger on the other side, no one messes with you. (laughs) Uh, you know, so he's and then he got into the whole passionate bit about why he started one, the trip he made, and you know, even though I've heard this all before on oprah and stuff, <laughs> yeah. it was just he was so yeah. personal there uh, he wasn't kind of. You could tell this really mattered to him. This mm-hmm. wasn't just like, I have a cause. Oh, what's my cause du jour today? No, it really mm-hmm. mattered. He, his wife was there, Julie. His daughter was there. Were you disappointed that his wife was there? <laughs> you know what, I'm glad. He's a married man with four kids, Liz. Yeah. You yeah. know, good know. for him. And, and
1: you've got to respect that.
3: Yes, I do. And she was there and he had taken this trip, you know, 20 years, 25 years ago to Africa and it completely changed his life and he hadn't stopped thinking about it since. You, you really felt his passion as a father and what those kids in Africa mean to him, and
0: he just was—he was, blew my uh, it mind. It was rivetingly, and it really was. Yeah. I, I really agree with you. Yeah. And he wasn't talking down to us or no. anything. He said it's not a cause, actually. It's it's a crisis, and you know, and we all can do something about it. And yeah. then
3: and then he said, I know it's hard at this time with the economic crisis in America to think why why now should we care about Africa? That it would be tempting as a country to turn inward. And to not think of um, Africa. But then he did this soaring analogy of the space Going to the moon. And going to the moon. What it was like to
2: be aid in Ireland and see Americans landing on the moon. And oh, my God, those Americans are crazy.
3: They, they can do anything. They can do anything. <laughs> and, you know, but what would the astronauts came back from the moon? And what did they say? The Earth is so small. It was great. Yeah. I mean, it was really incredible.
2: He even did an impression of Warren Buffett at one point. Right. He said when he went to Warren Buffett, the sage of Omaha, and asked for advice about like, how to get Americans to contribute to what he sees as the world's greatest emergency, Warren Buffett said to him, don't appeal to America's conscience, appeal to America's greatness— and that's okay. a, that's really what he did yesterday. Just talked about how much he loves America and Americans and American ingenuity and American generosity. And it was really just like... It just he it totally brought the house down.
3: Right, right. Yeah, people were screaming, and then I and then I screamed, "Remember nineteen eighty one.
1: nineteen eighty What Cole, did he say?
3: The <laughs> first U.S. tour. He didn't see, he didn't see my T-shirt, but oh. Uh. Oh. no, it was it was really sensational. He was, it was really great,
0: and then we wrapped up the whole day and night. With the incomparable
1: Bonnie Raitt. Bonnie
0: Raitt. Oh, fantastic. I, well, yeah, right. she's
1: a close, to, you can tell she's a close personal friend of Maria's. So yes. Maria said, I've been wanting Bonnie to come for years. And so it was, Julie, everyone got up on their feet at the end of this long day. It was about 6.30 or 7 and started rocking out to Bonnie Raitt. It was the perfect way to end the day. Oh, yeah. well,
3: it's, you know, I didn't rock out watching the webcast, but it, it, is, it is worth watching, no doubt.
0: So where do people go to watch it, Jewel? You go to
3: um, californiawomen.org, and you can see the webcast. It's up there. And again, as I said, it's excellent pro- production value. You're going to love it. All right, on Monday, Satellite Sisters, we would like to thank our friends Dove again for inviting us. It was really a special treat for us, and we had a chance to be invited to their very special session for teenage girls, the Dove Self Esteem Workshop. That Ooh, was I led to hear about that? led by Jess Weiner, who's been on the show before. She's mm-hmm. the Dove Global Ambassador for Self Esteem. She's a really dynamic speaker. And she was fantastic. Really relates to these sixteen 16- to twenty year old women. And then there was a special guest, and we couldn't understand why they kept saying no no flash photography, no flash photography. I'm like, all right, well, people like Jess Wiener, but I don't think they're going to go nuts with the flash <laughs> photography. Well, they did when Jennifer Lopez came oh, out in wow. this very small room with you know hundreds of 16- to 20-year-old girls. They went absolutely nuts. And guess what they did? Julie, they all took flash pictures. <laughs> Every single one of movies. them. They uh, movies. we were girls in front of me. We're taking movies of Jennifer <laughs> Lopez. But on Monday's show, we're going to tell you all about that special special session.
2: Yeah, that was great. All right, so what do we have coming up next? Oh, it's time for Entertaining Sheila. That's right, Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist. All
3: right, coming right up. Stick with us. This is Leanne, and I just wanted to remind you that in addition to my work at Satellite Sisters and blogging at SatelliteSisters.com, I'm also over there on ChaosChronicles.com. That's right. It's my very own website, and it's just about time, don't you think? I wrote a column for Working Mother magazine for a long time called The Chaos Chronicles, and now it's on the web. You can check out the website, chaoschronicles.com, and click on the blog to see my thoughts every day about what is going on in my life, what I think moms out there should know, news stories I find interesting, Questions I get, advice I'm seeking, it's all there at ChaosChronicles.com. I'd love for you to go check it out, make some comments, and give me some feedback. Thanks. Two of us in
1: a double feature. I'm a rock and roller. She's a science teacher. I send her looks. They don't reach her. She does not know I'm in love with her. La, la, la. I'm in love with her. With a four-eyed girl This
0: is Entertaining Sheila, and this she week the gone movie gone is Nick and Nora's down. Infinite Playlist. That's right. thought I'd have a little fun this week.
1: Good. So take
0: it down to a PG-13. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a real PG-13. I love the innocence. I love the realism in this movie. And guess what? It stars Michael Sarah mm. from Juno. Mm. Stay with me now. Stay with me. <laughs> you know how I felt about Juno. Remind Uh, us how you felt. You didn't like Juno. No, I did not like Juno because I absolutely could not stand the writing. So it's not really Michael Sarah's fault. So I gave him a second chance in this movie. That's nice of you. Um, (laughs) Thank you. I'm sure he appreciates it. (laughs) Uh, So Michael Sarah is the big headliner in the movie. And there are many other relative newcomers who are great, like the girl who plays Nora. Her name is Kat Dennings. And it's directed by a guy named Peter Solet whose debut film was one of my favorite films of 2002. Gosh, was it that long ago? A little film called Raising Victor Vargas. I don't know if any... Oh! Do you remember that? Yeah. All right. A small, yeah. sublime little movie oh, about yeah. growing up in New York yes, City. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so... Um, Again, depressing that that was 2002. Yeah. Wow. Time flies. (laughs) It really does. When you never go to the movies. I know. I think
3: that was the last movie I saw.
0: (laughs) That wasn't animated. All righty. Well, I went with the intention to have some lighthearted fun, and that's exactly what I had at this movie. Oh, good. Good. I also went for the cinematography, because I remember Victor Vargas Mm. having the most intimate sort of look and feel, you know, uh, and Nick and Nora did not disappoint in that especially because it takes place at night in New York and contains glorious scenes from the city that never sleeps. This has been Entertaining Sheila. Go forth and entertain, everyone. Okay. All right, Sheila, I have a question for you. I have a question. Is it too pathetic?
3: for a grown woman to go see high school musical 3 by herself. Well. Yes it is. <laughs> That's my final answer. Can't you take your
2: kids to see it Leah? I thought can. they loved high school musical.
3: Yeah, now they're older Liz and they're oh. boys and oh. just the phenomenon is too much for them and they're humiliated. Like I think I could have talked Colin into it. But mm-hmm. Brooks is already saying, No, I'm not going. That's lame. I'm not going. It's lame. You know, it's uh, lame. It's lame. lame. Of course it's lame. But I want to see it. I want to see the kids from East High on the big screen. I, I have know, Leanne, I'd go with you. Why don't you find another mom who has sons? Because they must be just as embarrassed um, uh, as you are, or, or as your kids are, to go with you. So two moms going is better than one mom going? Yes, I think that's right. Sit fine. in the back. <laughs> <laughs> Try <laughs> to go midday. <laughs> yeah, you figure midday on a school day. With the day, elderly. Who else is going to be oh, the there? The elderly. Oh, the elderly. All right, all right, I have no problem. I'll just go by myself, like, you know, Tuesday afternoon. At 11 or 12. You don't want to get the jump on it? No. No, because it is, then I'm really weird. Yeah. Then I'm really like all by myself <laughs> in a room. You're only semi weird. Yeah. Yeah. That's good, we're Leon. Fair with the tween girls. Okay. And I do want to announce the votes are in, sisters. So get ready because it's a big weekend. The Satellite Sister Spookalicious Costume Challenge brought to you by MakingLifeBetter.com. You know, the choices were Flapper, they were Southern Belle, and they were Witch. And it was a very close vote, but I have to say there were some strong cases made. For the witch, oh, so we're going for the witch. Okay, oh, I'm glad right about, about that. And the theory is like Halloween is supposed to be spooky, which <laughs> is a
1: really a good. It's a spookalicious, spook-a-licious. costume yeah, yeah. challenge, and I can turn into a witch pretty quickly. Good, I <laughs> like that one. Good doesn't take much for me to turn into a
3: witch. All right, we'll do it very quickly because Monday is when the photos go up and the voting begins, and we will be defending our witches on Monday's podcast. So you're going to want to tune in. We have to pitch our witch. Yes. We- Oh, Liz, very good. Thank you. All right, sisters, have a great week. Thank Thank you, you, Liam. Don't forget, call your satellite sister.